Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. It is Wednesday. We are live on CBS Sports Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 158, on the free Odyssey app, and we are on YouTube, baby. Streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. You can get involved with the show by giving us a call at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, or... Jump on into the chat on YouTube, and let's have a good time. By the way, I am wearing pants today, anyone on YouTube. I was going to update everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Full it was a, pants with a button and a zipper and everything. Game, Not yoga pants. Game time decision. <laughs> I was deciding today's an important day for my lower half attire on the show. Basically, if I had made a statement and gone tights yesterday into sweatpants today, then I'd just be setting the precedent. Like, Perloff's not going to wear pants for the show. <laughs> no, I was kind of hoping that was going to be your thing. You said casual Perloff now in our YouTube age, but I was worried what that meant. Uh, way, to co- way to come back strong with the button-up and the sweater. I'm trying to get into this whole, like, Lululemon exercise. What are those things? That pants- Athleisure. Athleisure. Athleisure is my jam now. It's too expensive, though. <laughs> uh, if there's an athleisure sponsor out there who wants to <laughs> sponsor my lower half, Let's go. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be lining up. Uh, You could dress like (laughs) an NFL coach if you wanted to. That's athleisure. And one coach who is coaching for their job, I think, this weekend, or more specifically Monday night, I think is Mike McCarthy. Perloff, you and I just do not agree on this. We do not see eye to eye. And that is Mike McCarthy. If this game goes poorly against the Bucs, his seat is warm. And I know Jerry Jones came out and said he's not going to be evaluated on this game. Well, let's see how it feels after. If they go and beat a Bucks team that, quite frankly, beyond Tom Brady, who's the greatest of all time, this Bucks team is not scaring anyone. Well, yeah, not not yet. But they're all <laughs> they're getting healthier, and they're going to be up for this game. It's in Tampa. It's not the easiest opponent. You have to admit, of all the, if you look at all the matchups this weekend, I'd much rather have Miami like your Bills do or be the Bengals to face the Ravens. Tampa Bay does not have a great record, and they've not played well. But we all know that's a potentially dangerous team. It's Tom Brady in the, in the playoffs. It's I mean, potentially dangerous if the game is close in the last two minutes. That's your biggest fear if you're the Cowboys, that you don't show up and that this game gets late or you get behind like you did against the San Francisco 49ers last year when you were at home, and then all of a sudden Tom Brady starts to work the two-minute magic and then you're done. Why is this Cowboys team have a deep playoff run expectation? What about the Cowboys offseason or what about the Cowboys roster says this is a deep playoff team? 
Remember what happened? What about it doesn't say that? Like, well, you look okay, at well, they got left. rid of Amari Cooper. They got rid of Lyle Collins. They got rid of Randy Gregory in the offseason. Who did they bring in? Okay, they Nobody. drafted a first-rounder offensive lineman who yeah. ended up acquitting himself very well Well, Tyler I mean, Smith. You look at a playoff team and say, oh, my gosh, they have a rookie left tackle. That is not a formula for winning a Super Bowl. That's the exact opposite. That is our formula for rebuilding. No, but he was good this he year. Wa- he was good, but we didn't know that coming in. We said this is Well, this you is thought Tyron situation. Smith was still going to be there. He goes down with an injury, and then you had Tyler Smith who stepped in. Right, but it's they're the opposite of last year's Rams. The Rams went all in for the Super Bowl. The Cowboys actually went all in for the future. They didn't do anything this year that was setting up to win a Super Bowl. What did they do? You don't think that. The draft pick of Michael Parsons after the rookie year that he had set up expectations. They did pay Demarcus Lawrence. They do have a great defense. And well, they, we, Quinn, no, 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 we didn't know they had a great defense. Well, we knew it was going to be better because Dan Quinn got so much love last year, He's, and then they yeah. they were better this year too. And it was like, oh, and then maybe you know you're getting to the end of Ezekiel Elliott contract. Do you want to win with him? And then just the building pressure of this team continuing to fail to get back to at least the NFC Championship game since the 90s. Wait, also, we forgot their number two receiver, arguably maybe even their best receiver, was coming off an ACL and was was not ready for the beginning of the year. Their Hall of Fame left tackle you just mentioned was hurt in training camp. Yeah. This should have lowered expectations. The fact that they got 12 wins this season, to me, is a big accomplishment. In fact, if Mike McCarthy got 12 wins in about two-thirds of the league, it'd be considered a huge success. Can you imagine if we got 12 wins in Houston? Or if we got 12 wins <laughs> in Detroit? He'd be coach of the year. Well, let's so, not talk crazy. So 12, 12 wins for Dallas, two years in a row. You just don't get coaches who, who win 12, go 12-5 every year. This is not easy. The Cowboys have not done that for a long time. I think they have a good coaching staff. So this was a quote, and I went back and looked at some articles when Mike McCarthy got let go from the Green Bay Packers. And I found a funny one I thought was funny from Mike Silver, who was writing for NFL.com at the time. And he does a one-on-one interview with Mike McCarthy in McCarthy's office at the time, right? This is just the two of them talking. And he looks at Mike Silver and says, why is America so tough on me? This is Mike McCarthy going back to the Packer days. Why is America so tough on me? Because remember, at the end with Green Bay, people couldn't wait to get him out of there, right? People didn't like him. Didn't like him. And I started to think about that. Why do people not like Mike McCarthy? First of all, I'm not even sure if that's actually true. But the only thing I can come up with is I think people blame him because Aaron Rodgers only won one Super Bowl. And the idea that Rodgers, who's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in terms of skill and ability, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest ever. And the fact that he only has one Super Bowl feels like it lands on McCarthy. Now, that might not be fair. It should land on the front office who wouldn't go out and get free agents and how conservative they were and drafting and all that. But McCarthy, I think, gets the ire because it feels like he had you had this gem. You had two. You had Favre at the end, and then you had Rodgers. How did you only get one? Well, I mean, he took over a struggling Favre and saved the end of his career. So that's that's not relevant. The other thing is I think what's happened since McCarthy left Green Bay has vindicated McCarthy. They haven't won anything. I mean, it's they've true. been a bigger disappointment in the playoffs with Matt LaFleur than they were with Matt McCarthy. Matt LaFleur has not won a big game. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think the front office has more to blame. They basically just could not get a defense together to hold off the run-oriented San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They couldn't get their special the team together. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that McCarthy is has looked bad. I think he looks better now than when he left Green Bay. 
I, I just think. But do you think public perception of him is better now? Well, no, I don't think so. But I think this is all because he's the Cowboys coach. I think. I think this is and, the Cowboys coach inherently unlikable. Like Jason no, no, Garrett no, no. I, was I mean, a no, people, eight and eight, Mister Eight and Eight. People hate him. I, I know. I think the reason that everybody wants his job now is because he's a Cowboys coach, and I think it's. Just, I know you and I kind of disagree with. This. I think there's just level of hype, and there there's all these eyeballs, and there's all this demand. Basically, people are inventing this idea that the Dallas Cowboys have a Super Bowl roster because they're the Dallas Cowboys, much like we do with the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Yankees. That's yeah. what we do with super teams. We, it's wishful rooting. We think that even if you don't like them, you, you kind of overrate them. Because they're the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. I think it's a, no, I think no, no, it's no. a great accomplishment. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can't say that we're overinflating their expectations, but then also praise them for having 12 wins. They're a 12-win no. team. That means right, they're yeah, 12, good. Uh, right, uh, exactly. A 12-win tw- team 12 wins, should have never, Super Bowl expectations, except for the Minnesota Vikings, ironically. Well, you never <laughs> would fire a 12-win coach normally. I mean, there's a couple exceptions, but yeah, 12-5, yeah, and 2-12. These guys been there two years. He took over a 6-10 and 10 team. Three years. Twelve. The first oh, year Dak Prescott oh, okay. got hurt. Your boy Andy was the yeah, yeah, yeah. stepped in. So, basically, he's been 12-5. and five. Normal situations. Yeah. Any other team, you take the star for that helmet, he's considered a really, really good coach. I mean, come on. Look at we love Dan Campbell. He didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> well, Dan Campbell with the Falcons made the Super Bowl is just one of the all time bad losses. I, I just I there is Wait, what? Some, Wait, what? Oh, Dan Quinn, sorry. Oh okay. yeah, sorry, no, Dan Campbell. I was thinking about Dan Quinn. Dan Campbell, yes, we do love Dan Campbell, but there's nothing about the Cowboys that are lovable losers. Like that's the Lions. You know, they become they're lovable now because they've been terrible for so long. No, I, I mean my point is that and I don't think yeah. Dan Campbell, by the way. Dan Campbell, in-game, is not a great coach. Yeah, but everybody loves him, though. Everybody loves him because they think they overachieve. When you start 1-6 and six and then you end the season and you're basically uh, almost making the playoffs, that's a great accomplishment. But I don't think that Dan Campbell, in-game, I mean, he's cost the team at times. As much as I like the Lions, Campbell's not exactly putting on a clinic every week. Yeah, I mean, well, at least the Lions didn't lose their all-star left tackle and their quarterback for half the season. That's that's the other thing, too. Dak went away, and they still won. I I just can't believe that he's coaching for his job in this situation. It's um, To me, it's amazing. This is... It's guys like Stephen A. Smith uh, are driving this train. I'm yelling at the screen, he's got to be fired here. I just think that's a product of of Dallas Cowboys mania. It's a mania. You see those ratings, Maggie, on these average Cowboys games, 45 million. Why are they blowing away in viewership every other team? Because they have a fan base that's outside of Dallas. Because there's people who are listening to us in Alabama. It doesn't matter where you are. We're going to have Cowboys fans everywhere. And they're always of interest. And their owner is front and center. They're always in the news because they want to be. And now we're paying attention. You have our attention. You asked for it. And now it's like you can't, you know, if you're the Cowboys, you can't be concerned when you get criticized if you're not going to live up to expectations. So say Sean Payton gets a job next year. There is a very good chance that they go out in the first round of the playoffs. Very possible. Well, it depends on how it falls. Yes, but I mean, I'd say if you're looking overall globally at odds, it's much more likely they go out in their first playoff game than they win the Super Bowl. Of course. So are we going to call for Sean Payton's job? No, of course not. I no one is going to call for Sean. Sean Payton has a four-year runway, and I don't think people called for Mike McCarthy's job in year one when the team fell off the rails after Dak Prescott got hurt. And I don't think you know. Listen, there were some rumblings last year, but that's the way that game ended. Which I'm telling you, if the game ends again like it did against the 49ers last year, you're going to have a lot of people 
who are wondering yeah. if Jerry's going to make a move, especially I, with Sean Payton. Well, my point was Sean Payton would get a five-year runway where Mike McCarthy's gotten much less. Again, it goes to Mike McCarthy. Why is America so tough on me? Can anyone figure that out? Yeah, it's the, right now it's this cowboy thing. If Mike McCarthy was 12-5 and five on 28 different teams. And he was teams, coaching the Tennessee Titans. And he, yeah, oh my gosh. You'd be, you think he'd be beloved? I mean, 12 and 5 with the Titans, he'd be coach of the year. If you lost your starting quarterback to a broken thumb, which people conveniently forget. I mean, I'm going to give you all the credit in the world. You actually bet on the Cowboys to make the playoffs. And you lost your Hall of Fame left tackle and your quarterback broke his thumb and you gave away all these good players in the offseason. I think people should be thrilled they're 12 and 5. And honestly, you know what's the dumbest thing about this whole thing? What's up? If they went 13 and 4 because they beat the Commanders in a meaningless game, <laughs> yeah. the narrative would be totally different. That game meant nothing. I don't. I just don't get it. I think it's way overboard. I think if they lose, you're right. I think Jerry might pull the trigger, and I think that's a mistake. I, I think, first of all— He wouldn't I, do it for an unknown. I don't think he'd do it because, like, oh, man, I really love the Lions offensive coordinator. Let's promote that guy. I think it'd be for Sean Payton. <laughs> we'll see. Do, I mean, is there— I know any, they love Kellen Moore. That doesn't make me feel is great there a either. strong indication that Sean Payton is going to go there? It seems like Sean Payton is starting to flirt with a lot of different teams. Sean Payton, it's like between him and Jim Harbaugh, a little thirsty, you know? <laughs> Call me. Like, this is it's a little too out there, right? That's a maybe conversation for yeah, later. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think it's interesting. You're right. <laughs> Sean Payton has not been shy about getting involved he's in this. on Fox doing a segment while he's getting a paycheck from Fox, breaking down the particulars of his contract uh, with the Saints with Peter Schrager. And he did it in the big show, too, at 1230. Yeah. Talked extensively about what he might do. <laughs> he said, I'm a 7 of a 10 to returning. I also think, by the way... I'd say that if my boss was in the other room, too. I'd be like, no, guys, it's cool. I'm returning. I think Sean Sorry, Payton... Sorry, this is the Broncos online one. I got to take this on my other phone. I've got a burner over here I got to pick up. I also think Sean Payton loves that job, and I think it's a juicy job. Well, you want to know why? Because you're never wrong. Yeah. You've, you never a lot... make a bonehead decision. You're never going yeah. for it on a bad fourth down call. It's You're, you're bulletproof. Your How lifestyle's many... amazing. You're in L.A. You work with amazing people. Like That job is cake for Sean Payton. How many coaches have really left gone into, like, TV Media. and decided to come back. Like, John Gruden is one of them. Yeah. Bill Cowher they gave him $100 million, for... which I think is what Peyton's going to get. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, Bill Cowher's been rumored for years. He's mm. never come back. It's such a cushy job. You get paid almost as well for, like, one-tenth the amount of work and none of the stress. Yeah. I, I mean, mean Vermeil came back eventually. I mean, it was like 30 years later. Yeah, I know. But I don't think That's you get paid point. as well. Not not like what Gruden did. Gruden, doing Monday Night Football is lucrative, but you're not making, I don't think you're making, a, you're not making 20 million a year. But Gruden Although, was also, Gruden was also killing it at ESPN too. Yeah, Gruden was the highest paid ESPN Actually, player. no, but Romo's making what, 17 million? Yeah. Aikman is making about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe but that but Gruden was making, I think, eight. He was the highest paid person in Bristol. At, at eight for doing nothing. But that's also games. Sean Payton's doing a studio show. That's different. We'd have I, to get Boomer Esiason in here. And I was like, Boomer, how much do you make? I mean, listen, <laughs> I said this. Sean been friends for a while. <laughs> Sean Payton took over the Saints in 2013. He's gotten paid handsomely. I don't know that money is the number one motivator here. He's not going to want to go to a dog of a team for a huge contract. He's going to want to win, right? That's going to be number one priority, not money. I don't know. I always think just when you think money doesn't matter... It matters. Oh. When someone waves $100 million in front of you. I, I completely disagree. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers would pass. Eh, he likes his lifestyle the way it is. We say, how can Aaron Rodgers <laughs> turn out $60 million? Because he has 
four times the amount of money you could spend in a single lifetime yeah. already. So what? what is $60 million to him? He's never going to run out of money. Okay, but think about it. When you get that rich, and then right. you're in rich circles, there's always somebody who has more than you. And I'm not saying you have to be yeah, jealous but- or covet, but like you start getting into circles, and it's like, well, I could have a private jet. Well, I could have a private Airbus. It's like, well, I yeah. have a home. Well, I could have an island. You know, you, it's always who you're you hanging know, with. How do you know this? I'm just, you know, I heard. I heard. I hear things. Yeah. You uh, get accustomed. Yeah. You know, once once you're like, oh, I've got a house in Hawaii. Like, pff, I got an island. I think, that, I think that 60 million is not mean the same thing to Aaron Rodgers that it means to us. How long do you think it would take six, take you to spend $60 million in Green Bay, Wisconsin? I mean, <laughs> probably a while. Your and I'm from Binghamton, New York. It would take them two lifetimes. Yeah, but he's probably buying a village in Peru or something. Yeah, right. He's no, like, he bought Machu Picchu. First of all, he's going to get thirty million. Exactly. He's, he's going to get thirty million dollars a year for broadcasting. And he, I'm telling you, these guys. And Sean Payton has enough money. There's just no way he doesn't have enough money. So say Carolina. You know who has enough money? Steve Cohen has enough money. Like that's. I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of rich guys who do not care as much. Well, the other thing is you're already a sol- you're already famous. Yeah, you're set. So that's different. Like Steve Cohen was a fa- was a rich person who owns the Mets, obviously, and but was kind of unless you're in the Wall Street world or if you happen to follow SEC filings <laughs> closely, you might not know who he is. You didn't watch the SEC draft of 2021? <laughs> I mean, that was like epic. Yeah, when he paid a two billion dollar fine. I can't fine. believe they traded up for that first round pick. It's crazy. <laughs> but you, if you you already have the fame, which I think. A lot of rich people are just rich without being famous. Right. right. That's why you buy a team or right, you right. want to buy a team. But, uh, yeah, they don't, they're not doing it to make money necessarily because they already have enough money for the rest of their life. I mean, look at these Walmart guys. That they, this team is nothing. It's not even an expense for them. Like, you and I are spending a bigger chunk of our salary on our, our wardrobe, our Super Bowl outfits, than, <laughs> yeah. than they are for this entire team. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm starting to, uh, starting to get ready for the Super Bowl. And how, like lifting weights or crunches? <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, just like you got to think five shows, five outfits. Yeah. I got to sort of start to think about the rotation here Hold about on, what one I'm of those wearing. Outfits going to be performance pants? Oh yeah, the yoga yeah, yeah, pants. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a Friday outfit I mean, right if, there. If you wear performance pants at Radio Row. You're a legend. Yeah, that's, that's legendary. That's, well, I'll take you out for dinner for sure for that. <laughs> yeah, but the players will relate to me. Justin Jefferson will be like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> Justin Jefferson gave you thumbs up on your gritty, so at the very least, he'll like your pants. Yeah. No, no, no. They get it. Like, NFL wide receivers and me, same, same. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know. You, they really welcomed you into the club. It's amazing. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Is Mike McCarthy coaching for his job on Monday? Also, why is Mike McCarthy not likable? You, I, I gave you my thought because Aaron Rodgers and, and him only won one Super Bowl together. Is there anything else? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Got a great show for you. Again, we're on CBS Sports Radio all across the country. We are on YouTube right now. CBS Sports Radio on YouTube. Go check us out. We're in the chat. We're hanging out. Let's have some fun. Come on back. Let's get on board early and often. Coming up later in this hour, Vince Wilfork will join us. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Maggie, I am the lone voice in the wilderness sticking up for poor, poor Mike McCarthy. He's probably super rich, actually, getting all those <laughs> paychecks over the years. Yeah. But every like street named after him in Green Bay. He's so unusually embattled. Give us a call, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Does anybody else think that this is unfair, that basically... A lot of people think Mike McCarthy is coaching for his job, including Maggie. Yeah. So we have had a lot of playoff news. And I got to tell you, I the way the weekend is shaping up, it looks like I'm going to get a lot done around the house. Is that right? Yeah, because I am telling you there are two games that are becoming non-must-watch. First of all, I would not tell your family about all the injuries <laughs> to quarterback. Keep yeah, that yeah. between. Hide it. Just like if, if they ask, like who's playing? Like everybody, everyone's healthy, fully yeah. healthy. Because my ten-year-old knows all about Skylar Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, Lamar Jackson did not practice today. So that means it's been thirty-eight days, I believe they said, yeah. since early December that he's not practicing. And not only that, Tyler Huntley is also not throwing today at practice either. So. This is a bad scene all around, but I think the question really becomes, all right, Lamar's not going to play in this playoff game, so Cincinnati gets a much easier opponent, even though that Ravens defense is good, but a much easier opponent. Has Lamar played his last game for the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, that seems to be where we are. When you say that, does that bring into play, is Lamar being cautious about his injury because he does not have a contract? To me, I don't want to question a man's motivation, and yeah. Lamar played and played like he would play any other game this whole season. So it didn't seem like, you know, until he got hurt, obviously, it didn't seem like the contract was prohibiting mm. him from doing anything. But I kind of get it now. Why would you come back now for a couple reasons? If your knee's not 100%, why would you come back if you don't have any long-term stability? And two, I would be afraid that maybe it could get used against me. Like, if my knee is only 60% or something and I can't be my full self, then I go into the offseason and the team's like, well, in that playoff game against the Bengals, you know, you look like crap and we lost. Like, try to use it against me in a negotiation. And he has no agent, so they're literally would be telling him to his face, you stunk in the playoff game and we don't want to pay you that much. Now, I understand that. I, I don't think Lamar Jackson thinks that way. I think he has a completely different rhythm than the rest of us. I think he wants to play. I heard a reporter, Jameson Hemsley from ESPN, saying that he's seen Lamar still limping around the facility. That's a shame. Uh, we saw the knee injury. We saw him holding onto the railing as he was walking off the field. I think it's a legit knee injury. Also, However, I, though, yeah. guys play through injuries. Yeah, I mean, but he's a mobile quarterback. Games. It's tricky. I can't imagine Lamar Jackson being that effective with a knee injury. So it's just a mess. And honestly, I like Tyler Huntley a lot. 
I've always wondered maybe he deserves a starting job. I don't think he's going to make the difference anyway. He's got a shoulder tendonitis, so that's the worst thing you can have as a quarterback. And Anthony Brown, my guy out of Oregon, not going to get it done. So. <laughs> you don't think? But I think it's the Ravens. Climb. The Ravens. The most obvious thing is they already signed Roquan Smith yesterday, yep. so they have the franchise tag available for Lamar Jackson. So even if they can't get a deal. They have to franchise tag him. Yeah, you can't just let him walk for nothing. I mean, that no. would be insane. You could tag and trade him if you wanted yep, to. that's true. Um, you could tag him, and then he could just play out a year on the franchise tag, and you know where that's heading. Probably a second year on the franchise well. tag, and then he gets to just straight up free agency like Kirk Cousins did all those years ago when he got a fully guaranteed contract. I don't, You know, there were rumors that that's what Lamar wanted all this time, right? That he wanted to go that route where he just gets free True, unadulterated free agency. And obviously, you can only tag somebody twice. So that's what he would get if, you know, he can, if he can stand to do this for the next couple so, of years. So, yeah, he turns 28 in July. Uh, sorry, January. Oh, I'm sorry. He just turned 20, 26. Oh, he's young. Yeah, he's young. He's like Stetson Bennett's age. But you have to wonder, too, he's, his <laughs> statistically profiles more like a runner, too. Will his running stats go down? As I'm, I don't know. I, I I think Steve Young did really well running the ball later in his career. But you have to think everybody's running stats go backwards. I mean, look at Russell Wilson this year. Yeah, he was not nearly the quarterback he used to be. I know, but Russell Wilson's already a decade in. You know, it's like yeah. oh, he's tailing off. Well, he's been doing it for ten years. But he and he, a Super Bowl. But he does not have as many carries under his belt as Lamar per year. I mean, Lamar is the all-time leader. Yeah, right. I mean, Justin Fields gave him a run this year. But you, you know what I mean. This is definitely not right where Lamar Jackson is right now. You do obviously the Ravens are worrying about his long term health prognosis. He's been hurt a lot. He's not a huge dude, uh, and yeah, I would pay him. And the other question is, did they? What did they offer him last year? We don't know. I mean, it never really got public. Yeah, I wish he had, that they had offered him two hundred million. I think they did offer him two hundred yeah. million, but and I had, wish he had taken it. But and, we don't know what the language was, right? You know. But even so, if he had gotten Deshaun Watson money, two hundred thirty million guaranteed he would hamstring the salary cap and they wouldn't be able to get him the receiver he so desperately needs anyway. So, I don't know, just take 180 and be fine. <laughs> Easy I mean, for me to say. Yeah, I think he's trying to make a point here, right? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So we got Lamar Jackson on the table for you because you, you know what else is going to happen? We've already seen rumblings. Other teams are going to start lining up to trade for Lamar Jackson if they tag him. And then the Ravens have to start asking themselves, is somebody like going to give me an offer I can't refuse Godfather type thing where it's like, here's five first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. Any team would have to think about that. Really? Yeah, if it's to the pay Jets him, or something. To pay, well, I mean, to pay him $250 million, you think they're going to give five first-round picks? Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, listen, if no, Russell Wilson got think, three in a trade yeah. plus players, I think you're looking at something like five first-round picks. You're basically... Just, you know, mm, setting know. up your franchise forever. Now, I think Lamar is so talented, I'd try to make it work with him. But if I was a general manager and I couldn't get done something done with Lamar and now I see the Jets or maybe another desperate team start making me these crazy offers, I'd listen. I, I'd like to see those offers happen. I, I don't see that happening. I mean, Russell got three. So how yeah. how much further, like, say it's four in players. I don't know. It's something substantial. Okay, before, yeah, but before, I would argue Russell Wilson was a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson before this year. I mean, Russell Wilson basically would throw 40 touchdowns and eight picks every year. Never once got an MVP vote. Yeah, but 
So what? what? Russell, I mean, Russell Westbrook won MVP in L.A. <laughs> it's not the same. Russell Wilson's NBA. a first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure Lamar's there yet. You did not remember our conversation of whether the Denver years are now I think putting us some stink onto Russell Wilson's Hall of Fame. Uh, first of all, the funny thing is I think Russell played okay towards the end of the year. But nobody, I will bet you any amount of money he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Any amount. Quickly, let's go to Darren. He's in Michigan as a thought on Mike McCarthy. Darren, what's up? Hey, you know, I, I'm a Cowboys fan. I grew up in Michigan. I Long story how I became a Cowboys fan, but I've been there since I was about eight years old. So um, I think McCarthy was playing for his job before the season began if they didn't get to the NFC Championship game. And one of the reasons I think, well, there's two reasons. One is that, yeah, Jerry really wants Sean Payton. I don't think he's going to get Sean Payton. But the other one is, is that Dan Quinn is lurking in the background. And I think that Jerry is a little afraid to lose Dan Quinn, and he very well may this season. Yeah. And I, it would not shock me to see him fire McCarthy and hire Quinn. That's just that's that's my take. Interesting. The internal promotion, Darren. Thank you so much. He's afraid to lose McCar. He's afraid to lose Quinn. Yep. And would make him the head coach. I mean, it looks like Dan Quinn is going to be interviewing where in Denver, right? Denver for sure, which he was second choice last time. You know, one thing about Dan Quinn being so great, who hired Dan Quinn? What do you mean? Who who brought him to Dallas? Oh, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, so I think McCarthy should get credit for having Dan Quinn there, too. This is something a good coach does. I don't know. Fire him for Dan Quinn. The other thing is, Dan Quinn, I'm not quite sure why he's a hot prospect. Who would hire a defensive coach right now? If you're a fan... Do you, you just want somebody who's going to fix my quarterback? You do not need Dan Quinn. No, Perloff. It's all about building a culture. Eight five five. Yeah, that's what they said with Matt Rule in Carolina. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, coming up. So excited to talk to one of the most feared defensive linemen. Would he rule out a reunion between Brady and Belichick? Vince Wilfork is going to join us in just a few minutes. Right after this CBS Sports update with Rich Ackerman. Yeah. <laughs> when did genuine get into the mix? Everyone just started nodded their head. Oh, that's a spike pick. All right, cool. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Get on board on the show. You can also get involved in our YouTube chat. And right now the chat's going pretty pretty hard on the Miami Dolphins and the news we got today, Perloff, that Tua is not going to be playing. Now, I was worried about this, right? Tua suffers a concussion against the Buffalo Bills earlier this season, Mm -hmm. and we watch him stagger on the field, and they tell us it's a back injury. He plays the next week at Cincinnati. Worst-case scenario happens. He gets hit again, and he gets taken off the field in an ambulance. He missed two games after that, yet did come back, Perloff, Played again until he got yet another concussion. This one against the Green Bay Packers that was not diagnosed in the moment. And now he's going to miss the playoffs. Five years ago, I think he plays. So on one hand, I want to say, okay, okay, we actually are trying to make the game safer. Maybe the NFL is making strides forward. Yet at the same time, I just watched him basically stagger around on the field and play the next week. So I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I'm having trouble remembering when they got really serious about the protocols. Uh, I don't even remember which, what was the one concussion that pushed them over the edge? Was it Tom Savage? I can't remember, whatever. That was a bad one. But obviously this was a huge step back to let Tua out there. 
uh, this year earlier after Matt Milano hit him. So it was a big mistake. We had a caller yesterday. Uh, I believe it was Mark in Miami who said that it wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I love when our callers are the source. That's great. And they nail it. <laughs> He did I, nail it. I was worried yeah. because I've been watching football my whole life where guys come back from concussions yeah. and no one feels good about it, but they do it. This one did not seem likely. There was nothing about the way Miami's been operating the last two weeks. I think they took so much heat for having him play in the first place. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, but I don't think they wanted a repeat of that. And it has nothing to do with DeMar Hamlin, but just after yeah. after what we saw with DeMar Hamlin, I think player safety is in everybody's mind. So it would have been even more egregious to do an obvious risk of a a prominent player safety. Yeah, and so that's what's going on right now with two in the Dolphins. However, did you see Teddy Bridgewater, it looks like, is not going to be playing as the team, according to Pro Football Talk, is prepping Skylar Thompson for this game. So Bridgewater has a dislocated finger. You can't just shoot that up, right? What's that? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has a dislocated finger. Yeah. You can't just shoot that up with painkillers. There's nothing you can do. Uh, by the way, Dak Prescott has a broken hand, and everyone expects the Cowboys to, win the <laughs> to Super go to Bowl. the Super Bowl. So I feel like uh, we treat hand injuries differently, but well, whatever. Okay, uh, let's get to it because one of our absolute favorite players to watch when he played was the one and only Vince Wilfork. And now he's teamed up with Food Network to do this really fun series called NFL Tailgate Tank Takedown Perloff. It premiered last Wednesday, January 4th. It's on Food Network. It's streaming on Discovery Plus. This was a tour of different games all season long with different tailgates. Vince, it's Maggie and Perloff here in New York. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you guys for having me. How are you? Uh, we're doing fantastic, and it's so great to talk with you, and especially to talk food. So give us your <laughs> perfect tailgate menu. Listen, I'm I'm not picky. I'm only thing I'm picky about is I have to have some type of protein. I'm not a um a snacks guy. Uh, Give me some type of meat and it better be good. So <laughs> I'm 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 not too difficult. All right, Vince. I make a mean game day chili, but I have to tell you, it's made with ground turkey. That's kind of weak, right? Would, <laughs> would that satisfy yeah, it, you? It on is Sunday? weak, but it is weak, but I like turkey, so I'll give you a pass. All right, well, you're invited over, you, you know, if you're in Brooklyn, New York, you can come by. <laughs> no, I don't. Chili. No, I don't. I don't want chili. Give me give me a New York strip. Okay. okay. We can go from there. Well, you know, my neighborhood is pizza. Pizza. And that doesn't have a protein. Have you guys ever done that on the show? Pizza. I'm telling you what I want. Give me give me a steak. You can have the pizza. <laughs> Keep the pizza for the kids. For Vince, he want a nice porterhouse or a New York. Give, give me that and I'm I'm okay. Listen, it's a man who knows what he wants. It's Vince Wilfork. <laughs> just got inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame, which was really exciting and was a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What an excellent career you had, Vince. I'm curious because you know what you like to eat. You have a former teammate who's kind of famous for his diet the other way. Did Tom Brady ever try to recruit you onto the TB12 method? Not a chance. <laughs> I mean, he, knew, he knew better than So, um, you know, Tom is just a different different animal you know he's different different beast and every, everybody has what what it takes for them you know me i'm a protein i'm a mean potato type guy tom he's more on a rabbit diet type guy. <laughs> and i get it four to five years stolen still going strong so he's doing something right so i, I can't i can't fault him yeah more importantly did you ever try to recruit him to your side get him to come <laughs> over to a barbecue always, or... always try to always I always try to recruit him over to the dark side, and he just kind of smile and keep it moving. 
So I'm like, okay, well, one of these days, one, just once. We're talking with Vince Wilfork. It was funny. I was watching your Patriots Hall of Fame induction speech, and Robert Kraft put it this way. He said, the Patriots won three Super Bowls in four years and then three more in five years. And the only two players who are part of both of those mini dynasties were you and Tom Brady. Do you have anything else in common with Tom? <laughs> because on, on the outside, it doesn't really look like it. You know, I, I, really, I really never thought about that. You know, that was... You know, when I played it, I just played because I love the game. Um, but all these stats and stuff, I don't, I never follow. So that that's a pretty good stat. I mean, it makes me feel good that I was in them from the old school and you know, old school and new school. I was part of both of them. So that's, I'm pretty sure that's pretty cool to be in that in something with Tom Brady when it comes in at the end of the day. You know. Yeah, congratulations. You guys both tormented every <laughs> other team in the league for going on basically two decades. Could you see Tom returning to New England if he decides to move on from Tampa Bay? Could he have a reunion with Belichick? No, uh, I believe anything is possible, honestly. Um, but I think Tom would want to be at a place that he, he he's a contender, you know. And you have to ask yourself if Patriots is a real contender, you know. Um, some people might say no, they far from it. Some people might say, ah, they close. So I don't, you know, I don't know, but I think every, anything is possible. You know, Patriots may go in and make a huge splurge in the offseason and in the draft, and all of a sudden, they're, you know, they have a you know, team put together that, that's capable of making a push. Um, but everything is always up in the air. You never know until offseason and draft, you know, come around, you know, and uh, what's available and, and kind of see where teams stack against each other. All I know in New England Patriots in the division now, that's, it's talent. I mean, it's stacked. It's not it's not a division where you can go in and say, oh, yeah, Buffalo is going to run away with it, you know, or New England's going to run away. No, all four of those teams, um, they're pretty solid now, you know. So those days of just one team running away in that division, I, I believe, is over for a while. Vince, I was so surprised by some of the ways the Patriots lost games this year. I mean, just look at Week 18, special teams, giving up special team touchdowns. I kind of thought that was a Belichick signature. What do you think yeah. of their struggles sort of the last couple of years where they're not not the same Bill Belichick Patriots? Yeah, I think a lot has to do with the players, honestly. Um, it's, it's the quality of players and just understanding how important it is to play as a team with the system. And the Patriots made a lot of bonehead plays over the past two years, especially just talking about this past year. Mistakes that they made is normally a Bill Belichick team. They don't make those mistakes. You know, we used to laugh at teams and we used to, um, you know, put those teams on, you know, on on a video screen and say, hey, we can't play like this and we won't play like this. But now all of a sudden they become that team. So I think that's a lack of focus, honestly. And it starts with the players. You know, players got to understand coaches, coach, players play. You know, it was a lot of times that I got defensive calls that I didn't like, but I had to try to execute it to the best of my ability, you know, and I think it's too many people that's individuals instead of being one. Um, everybody want to make a play. You know, your team, you start listening to outside of the building and what you need to do and what they need to do and individuals take it upon themselves to try to do that. And that's a no-no. So at the end of the day, you got to stick to the course uh, and stick to the plan because – you know, you got 11 is better than one. You know, this is not basketball where you can just shoot and, and, and score 50 points 
and that's good enough. You know, a quarterback can go out and throw for five touchdowns and still can lose a game. So if every if every piece isn't working together, it won't work. And I think it was a lot of uh, misunderstanding going on this year and, and a lot of inconsistency there. How did your Patriots team not have bigger egos? It seemed like you were always had team first guys all over both sides of the football. What I mean, there must have been guys who read outside headlines or wanted to do, you know, star in their own way, but it doesn't seem like that ever happened during your years in New England. Yeah, but when I when I came there, I was I was ready. I got I got drafted to a veteran team. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody had one goal is is to be the best we could possibly be to win how many championships we possibly could. It didn't we weren't worrying about the money. We weren't worrying about how much playing time we get in. We weren't worrying about what the coaches is called. We weren't worried about any of that. We were all from an era where winning was everything. And we played football because we liked the camaraderie and we liked the fraternity as a team. So when I was there, we had we was built off the guys like Lyndon Harris and Willie McGinnis and Eddie Bruce, Ty Law, those that leadership quality that we had, Taiwan, Seymour, we were the young bunch. You know, but those guys laid the foundation like, hey, one thing we ain't gonna do, we're not gonna be selfish. We're gonna play this game, we're gonna play it, this is how we're gonna play it. And we fell in line. I think over time, people start with the with the salary cap. And it seems like to me, football now is more about what you can do outside of football than the football game now. You have so many football players want to be rappers. They want to have the clothing line. They want to have everything going on besides what really matters, what you get paid to do is play football. And that's the problem. And that's this this, this is new generation that we're in. They have access to more than what we had access to because we was we was built differently. That's just what it, we were just built different. We was the last Mohicans. So – just a different football in a different area. And you have to, as a coach, you have to understand how to kind of relate to that now. And that sucks as a coach, but it comes from a lot of leadership from your leaders. And when you have a team that don't have a lot of leaders, you in trouble. And I, you see a lot of football teams really struggling now because the leadership quality isn't there like it used to be. Man, and the Patriots are losing potentially two big ones if Devin McCourty and Matthew Slater are going to be calling a career. I know those guys had such incredible runs. Uh, Vince, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Love NFL tailgate takedown. It premiered last week, but you can find it now. Food Network Wednesdays at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time and Pacific, and it's streaming on Discovery+. Plus. We have so many questions for you, but we're, we're flat out of time. I mean, just loved your Patriots Hall of Fame induction where Bill Belichick says, I learned so much from Vince Wilfork. Yep. I can't imagine what it was like to hear that. We got 30 seconds. What did you teach Belichick, Vince? I told, I don't know. You have to ask Bill because <laughs> if I tell you, I learned everything that I possibly know what I knew about football from Bill. So I guess we was teaching each other. Maybe he's seen how humble I was and just what a sponge I was and what I what it meant to be a football player and and, and play. Um, because I was that one of those guys just come to work with my hard hat on and never complain, and I just got busy. So with your overalls on, that, Vince. Oh, I guess that yeah, was the yeah, Houston you know, and years. I think, <laughs> and I think a lot of that kind of rolled over to other players as well that kept us together. So. Um, I owe a lot to Bill Belichick because I've learned a lot from that guy. Well, it was so fun watching you play. It's fun to watch this TV show where you get to go all around the country at different tailgates. Fantastic job. Thank you so much, and good luck with the show. All right. Thank you, guys. 
Appreciate you. Yeah, I totally get what Vince is saying. I'm a protein guy. I mean, him and I maybe don't look alike, but we both <laughs> like the same food. I'm totally a protein guy. Yeah, you, you're a pizza. You're not a snacker. No, no, you're not. And you're a pizza. That's your number one tailgate food, right? Number one. Number, number one, one in food everything. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm with him. Give me a New York strip. Give me a uh, Philly cheesesteak. I'm looking at a, bo- a lobster roll. Pile it on. <laughs> Perloff hasn't had a carb since 98. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> 855-212-4227. Coming up is one coach about to make a massive mistake. We'll tell you about it next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.